Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location. From a secret hunting spot known only to him. And the guy who told him about it. And possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. Welcome back to another week of The Hunting Show. I'm your host, Stephen Spargo, and this show's going to be a little bit different. We don't have an interview lined up for this show. Well, we kind of did, and unfortunately, through for personal reasons, that interview couldn't make it. So I've always had this show in the back of my mind, thinking at some point what I want to do is acknowledge some of the great people and some of the sponsors, and also maybe tell you a little bit about why we do certain things. And just a few days ago, I got an email from a listener, Philip, and he quite typical of many of the emails that we get. And Philip wrote to me and said, Hi there, just wanted to give you a big shout out to you and the show. As a Kiwi travelling overseas, I'm forever searching the net for hunting and fishing and outdoor stuff. And I was trolling the forums and YouTube for any kind of related info. Recently, I stumbled across your interview with Josh James. And in brackets, he's put home a huge fan of his video work. And hence found the rest of the interviews. I have to say, well, I'm loving the podcast. It's such a great idea, and I love how you can just put on a podcast, relax, and listen to the interviews as I'm traveling. Really great work you're doing, and I'm thoroughly stoked on the content you provide. Keep up the excellent work from a Kiwi abroad. I'm hooked. It's just a slice of home, and I needed it. As my travels will be over soon, I can't wait to put all the things that I've learned from your show back into practice, and I hope the show grows. I love the idea of getting all the hunting fraternities together and doing some good things. One thing I do hate, though, is to read about the deaths in New Zealand surrounding firearms, and I think we can all agree this is only is a very serious issue for every New Zealanders, and would erase overnight, and could erase overnight. Sorry. Anyway, thanks for the great content again. Cheers, Phil. Phil, thank you very much. You know, it's funny. I do get quite a few emails, and most of them are positive. The odd one is a little bit negative, but that's okay. Um, But at large, I really do enjoy getting them. And it's great to hear from those Kiwis that are overseas. And there's a couple that have emailed to me, and I'm not going to read, uh, you know, the next 20 minutes filling it up just by reading emails and letters. But but thank you. And, And it does kind of inspire me to keep going. A question that I've been asked from time to time, and it might sound like a strange one, is do I edit the interviews? Because they sound sometimes like they're a little bit rehearsed and other times like they're a little bit unrehearsed or or a little bit unprofessional. Often that comes down to who I'm interviewing, but there's a really good answer to that. And the, the truth is I don't edit interviews. What you hear is what went on during that phone call. In fact, it, it, the cutting room floor can be very cruel. 
So so I can stand on my integrity when I ring up a supplier or or a person that's involved in the hunting industry in New, New Zealand or someone that influences the hunting industry. And this could be anyone from a komatua on a trust board right through to a politician. I can say the conversation that we will have will be what goes to air in its entirety. And, and for me, that's really important. So outside of someone dropping the C-bomb maybe, or a phone, a couple of times you wouldn't have heard, but the phone is actually cut out at their end. They've gone out of signal or out of range, and there's been a moment where we're sort of trying to catch up. I may edit that out. But at large, the interviews go to ear, warts and all. And I do this because that way I can stand by my integrity. Imagine if, if I was interviewing you, or a couple of weeks ago we interviewed someone who was a Kiwi poacher, or was a, a poacher, Andrew. I could have been very cruel to him with the cutting room floor. I could have made him sound like a complete prick. And the truth is, he wasn't. Most people involved in the hunting industry in New Zealand are really great people with really good stories to tell. So, to be very clear, what you hear is the interview in its entirety. And thankfully, I'm not constrained by the length of the podcast. It can go from 20 minutes to 40 minutes without too much stress. So that's just a little bit of an insight to why I do that. Another great email that I got was from Doug, and I'm not using last names because I'm not sure. I haven't asked permission for these guys uh, to be identified. So if you do ever send me an email um, and you don't want it to be read out on air, just say so. Um, If you do send me an email and assume that at some point I may read it or use the content, but I promise you I won't use your last name just for privacy reasons. Um, The last thing we need is people figuring out who are hunters and who owns firearms, and for some reason it's all my fault. So Doug wrote to me, I'm a 27-year-old hunter from Australia. I've been listening to your podcast for quite a few months now, and I love it. I think it's great that you focus on hunting and getting outdoors rather than all the gizmos and gadgets. I was listening to the Australian podcast for a while. Um, I'm not going to mention, he he mentions the name in the email, and I've cut that out. Um, But I turned quickly off the redneck attitude the dude has. And there was one episode he interviewed that was all with an American gun lover. The guest told a story about how he had shot another man in the stomach in a bar just because he was homosexual. And he asked and, and he asked him out. I guess the interviewer was a little bit bigoted because he just laughed about it. Pretty head to, pretty sad to hear people with these attitudes these days. Hmm. What I'll say about that is I've listened I've listened to a lot of hunting podcasts from around the world and they vary massively. Um they go from the very, very good, and there are some great American podcasts, Australian podcasts, and European podcasts about hunting. But even those great ones, a lot of them seem to focus on gadgets. They look at their sponsors, and we've got some great sponsors, and I will mention them uh, in a few minutes, actually, because it's time for us to thank some of the supporters that we have. But I won't go down the path of talking about gadgets uh, through the whole show. You know, my new this, my new that, and it's got a this reticle and a... Uh, this much grunt or or whatever but occasionally occasionally Doug I do like to geek out and I'm thinking about doing a little bit more of that kind of stuff not so much geeking out and going through that because but actually a little bit more about products and things that we can use it's hard because I won't review products now you may hear in earlier shows I've talked about possibly reviewing things but you'll notice I never did I made a very conscious decision, and it wasn't that long ago, Doug, and the rest of the listeners that are out there, I will not review products. What I will do, though, is I will talk to Kiwi people uh, and overseas people that have come up with something that's interesting and innovative and maybe has a different stance on things, or just has really good quality, 
uh, including my sponsors, by the way. That way they get a chance to talk about their own product. It puts an, a person like myself particularly, and I think it's different on radio because radio is such a personal medium. It puts someone like myself in a really awkward position if I was to review a product and it was bad. So say Product X came along and wanted to sponsor the show and be involved, uh, and they also had three or four other brands and very influential in the in the hunting industry, and the product they wanted to me review was a, a bit of a shitter. Where does that put me? It puts me in a position where I have to either give it a good review and lie through my teeth, or stand on my integrity and give it a bad review, and that's a really hard place to be. Um, so rather than get down in, in that track and put myself in what is a, a moral and a, and a fiscal issue potentially, is now we just let that person talk about their product and tell you about it. And I might say that I really love it, but I won't actually go down the path of reviewing it. If I don't say I love it, doesn't mean I don't. Um, it just means I probably haven't tried it or I wasn't prepared to try it um, because I don't review. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a line in the sand for the show now. Um, and uh, Jared here actually asked me whether he, I could do more reviews. And Jared, this is another email that I got. That's the reason I don't. Uh, and if you can appreciate all of that, that'll be, that'll be good of you. Thank you very much. Now, just to break my voice up a little bit, actually, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that too. The hard thing for a radio host is to not make a show all about them. Um, it's an industry full of egos, and I suppose you've got to at least have some sort of ego to get on air. So I made the show quite deliberately, not 25, 30 minutes, 50 minutes, or an hour of me gasbagging. The show might be the exception. But... The, the reason the format is me having a chat, an interview, and then a, a little bit of an outro is because then I get to have that hunter or that person involved in hunting or our sport, our craft, as the center point for the show. I really wanted to make the focus who the, the guest and that person and give hunters the opportunity to tell what is actually quite a compelling story. So there's another question for you. If you're wanting to know why we do certain things the way we do, a um, little bit of a, a click there. I just um, started up my next part of the show and it made a funny noise. Um, that's why we do that. So the show isn't about Stephen, the host. It's actually about you, the, the listener, first of all, but also about those great interviews that we get on from time to time. We're going to break with tradition. I'm going to play you a very quick song, and the name of it is Pretty Bad at Hunting Deer. It's been around since 2011. Some of you might have heard it. Um, it comes from Bad Bob and Jimmy. And uh, they have a, a website called funnyhuntingsongs.com. See what you reckon. If it will play. I ain't never shot no big rag buff. No one ever stops to peek in the bed of my truck. I come home empty-handed cause I got no luck. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at hunting deer. I watch their shows on my TV. Spooks bands, my hero, got a crush on Tiffany. The bone collector Michael Waddell makes. 
makes it look easy, but I'm pretty bad at hunting deer. I wear my rubber boots, I got a Ziploc suit, a rattlebag and grunt crawl. Pour out my tank 69, I use it all the time, but I still got no buck on my wall. Never had blood smeared on my face. But there's cut shirt tail pieces all over the place. My hunting buddies say I'm just a big disgrace. Cause I'm pretty bad at hunting deer. I got kicked off my own grandpa's farm. He said I couldn't hit the broad side of his barn. To tell you all the truth, I just don't give a darn. Cause I'm pretty bad at hunting deer. <laughs> I wear my rubber boots, I got a Ziploc suit, a rattlebag and rock crawl. Pour out my tank 69, I use it all the time, but I still got no buck on my wall. I ain't never shot no big rack buck. No one ever stopped to peek in the bed of my truck. Did you get that? Yep, sure did. Ooh. Yeah, pretty bad at hunting deer. I ain't never shot no big rack buck. No one ever stopped to peek in the bed of my truck. I come home empty-handed cause I got no luck. Yeah, pretty bad at hunting deer. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at hunting deer. What am I doing? I ain't never gonna get no deer if I don't stay in the woods longer than 45 minutes, man. I'm gonna go get back in my tree. Can't get no big buck. ain't in the woods. <laughs> What's the difference between a rip and a scrape anyway? So yes, that was the first time I played music on the show, possibly going to be the last. I know that was a little bit country and western, but I did find it kind of funny, and it's a little bit of a lazy radio show, and I thought you might like it. If, <laughs> if you did like it, good. If you didn't like it, scroll forward, because this is on-demand content. And that's the next point I wanted to make. Why are we on-demand and not on commercial radio? Maybe it's because no commercial radio station will have us. I don't think that's quite what it is. We have had some offers um, from from time to time. In fact, we are kind of in bed with a commercial uh, um, network. But really what it is, is I think that on-demand content is the future. You can see it happening with TV. That any, any decent TV show you watch now, you're probably, if you're watching it on normal TV, in the very near future, you're going to be watching it on demand. It'll be coming through uh, this sort of Netflix, Lightbox, Neon, you know, net movies, these kind of services that are available it's going to be coming via your internet and i think the future of talk radio is in the same realm and that people want to hear about compelling content and they want to hear it about the subjects they want and they don't want broad spectrum news rammed down their throat and when they do they still want it to be a pool content so that's the difference 
This is a pool content. You can choose whether you listen to an individual show, and it's good for me too because I can go down the lists of shows that I have played and see how many people, or recorded, sorry, I, I don't always play my own shows back, and I can see how many people tuned in. And in fact, it gives me a really good gauge about what you want to hear. I mean, I suspect this show is not going to rate that highly, and I don't care. It's um, it's just them's the breaks. But they, they all seem to plateau out at about this, a similar point now. But in saying that, you can see very much by the numbers. Shows that people will specially come to and maybe never come back, or the ones that it's you library listeners that listen to anything that I guess bag on about. Uh, and, and by the way, thank you for doing that. If you didn't, um, I'd be talking to myself essentially. Uh, this next bit is a bit of stand-up comedy, and it's by oh, where did I write it down? It's it's Comedy Time TV that did this, and it's Brian Biner, um, oh sorry, Binger, Brian Binger, uh, but incredibly little bit of uh, comedy here about him and his his experience watching hunting TV. Thought I was fooling you. I watch a lot of TV, and I saw something on TV I'd never seen uh, uh, before. And uh, I saw a show called Late Night Hunting. I don't know if you folks have ever seen Late Night Hunting before, but what these guys do is they wake up at the butt crack of dawn, and they go off to kill things. In the show I saw, these guys were hunting turkeys. And I thought what they were doing was a little bit unfair, because what they were doing was they were using the sound of a female turkey that was ready to mate to lure the male turkeys in. And there the guys were, you know, 5 a.m., totally trashed in their little turkey hiding spot. There's three little turkeys off in the distance, and one of the guys is like, Mike, Mike, shh. There's three little turkeys off in the distance, and they don't suspect anything. Make your turkey call. And Mike's like, and there's three little turkeys off in the distance, and one's like, Go, Mike, go. He's almost in range, and he's totally buying it. Do it one more time. Well, now the little turkey's all happy, right? Because he thinks he's about to get laid. And then, blam! He gets his head blown off, and breadcrumbs shoved up his butt. That ain't cool. Dating is hard enough. Thank God we're top of the food chain, right, guys? We would be the easiest things to hunt. We wouldn't even be as cautious as a damn turkey. You'd be out with your friends, you'd have a few drinks in you, and you'd hear, oh my God, I think I'm so drunk. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for coming out tonight, but I'm going to be right over there, and then blam! The breadcrumbs up your butt! It's terrible. And don't you know, we would probably be really easy prey, maybe. If um if we were a little lower in the food chain, guys, listen, I'm not going to gas bag on a whole lot more. I hope you've enjoyed what is a fairly lazy show. We've got some great interviews coming up in the next few weeks. Everything from another interview with Josh James, and I'm really grateful to have him back on the show, to Dave Shaw from the Hunters Club, and uh, we've also got some manufacturers of great New Zealand hunting products that have agreed to come on the show in the next few weeks. So they'll be coming your way. Some of them are already in the can, but not ready to go to air I'm really looking forward to to playing those for you and recording them for you. And feel free to send me emails. I may or may not read them out on the show, but I do like hearing from you. And the the big thing is, the big thing about this show is I want to show the best side of our sport. 
I want to show people that hunters and and you know of all forms and this complete hunting fraternity from pig hunters, deer hunters, duck shooters, through to through to overseas and and even big game hunting. We are actually good people. We're not rednecks, and we're not here to shoot everything that we see. And I want to portray hunting in a good image. And I really think that that we have a responsibility to do that, to show our craft and our sport off in the best possible light. Because it's not just about killing everything we see. It's about food on the table. It's about a love for the environment and the animals that are in it. It's definitely, definitely about spending time with our families and seeing the best of New Zealand and the best of the rest of the world. We're very fortunate as hunters to see parts of the world that not many people get to see. So to all of you out there, thank you for tuning in to this show. Love your work. Good hunting. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.